0: Well, we're continuing on our topic of devotions of the heart. God wants our heart to be wholly devoted to Him. Did you know that? Not just halfway, not just partly, just on occasion when we feel like it, when we have a God moment. God wants us to be completely, wholly devoted to Him all the day long. Amen? You don't put Him in a box and say, okay, I did my devotions here for 30 minutes. Now I'm going to go on and live my day. No, you take Him with you as you go. Because, why is that? Because he's wholly devoted to us. He's watching over us, he's caring for us. He's living his life through us. Isn't that something? Yeah. Now, it's amazing because God said uh, that he would be with us, but even more so, he said, I'm gonna be what? In you. In you. Whoa, come on, talk to me. <laughs> Where's my wife, I better do this to my wife. I can't, I can't, I can't get in, I can't get in her, can I? <laughs> I mean, I can get close to her, but I can't get in her. Now when we were dating, come on, talk to me, church. (laughs) We couldn't be separated from each other. We couldn't even go into a restaurant where she sat on one side of the table and I sat on the other side. No, 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 no. We have to be touching each other. Hello, darling. How are you? (laughs) It got so bad. You know, I don't know if you remember, you older folk, when we had cars and they had bench seats. Remember bench seats, right, where they, uh, uh, there, there's no bucket. There's just, you know, you could slide wherever you want. So, you know, us men, when you pick up a girl and you want to go on a date, you, you look to see where she's going to position herself on the bench. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> now, if the girl's hanging on the, on the, the door... You know, the other side, you know, I don't, I don't think she likes me that much. <laughs> but the closer she got to you, the warmer you felt and knew that maybe there was something happening here. Well, after a few days, my wife, she was like not near me. She was like on top of me, just covering me. I could barely see. I could barely drive but I'm not going to say anything. I've never had anything like this before. So I said, it must be okay until a policeman pulls up alongside of us and gets on the bullhorn and says, please move away from the driver. (laughs) And I said, you know, that's probably the best thing to do right now. I mean, because I I can't see. But (laughs) God said he wants to be with us, in us, give us his nature, give us his presence. Isn't that nice to know? Praise the Lord. So uh, God's saying, I want to be so close to you. I want to be inside of you. So that's where our heart should be in devoting ourselves to Him. And I was so happy to hear my wife listen to the message and really take heed to it. How many of you are doing better devotions now? More? Sooner? Earlier? Amen? So I, I hear this. I wake up in the morning and I hear this lady Praying. I'm saying like, what? Is that the TV's on or what's? But lo and behold, it's my beloved wife. Pray, Getting up earlier than she usually does to pray. You want to tell us how, how it feels and the difference it makes? No, huh?
1: <laughs> Can I sit here? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Okay. Well, you know, I've really been asking the Lord. I said, Lord, there's some things that I really am believing you for for a long time and I want those things to manifest. And so the Lord said to me, then spend time with me. I said, okay, I'm going to spend time with you. And some of the, one of the things he said to me in the scripture, it says, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so the Lord is telling us, you know, people want to have miracles and they want to have manifestations of the Lord, but they don't want they don't take the time out. I'm not saying they don't want. They don't take the time out to be with him. And so, you know, this is this is a key what we're teaching right here, the devotions of the heart. It's a key to God moving in our lives. So I'm I'm You know, I've I've made a commitment to the Lord, not that I've never devoted to the Lord before or anything like that, but with my job, it's hard to do it daily. So I'm working with the Lord, and I just want to encourage everyone. You can work with him and say, Lord, today I can spend, and, and then, you know, plan it out. Like, one day I can pray, one day I can read, one day. You know, instead of trying to do everything when you're working full time and everything, just... Work it out with the Lord. Work out your own salvation, like the Bible says. And he will, uh, he will, your answers to your prayers will come. A lot of people want to pray a simple prayer. And, and sometimes that happens, I mean, through God's mercy. But he wants to see how much he is our Lord. And so that's what the Lord's showing me. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. What a godly woman I marry. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we learned that our devotional time is our alone time with Him. All by ourselves, alone time. You know, it's kind of, you know, uh, I don't know if you're kind of scared or don't want to spend time alone with the Lord because we keep feeling like He's going to judge us, or talk to us, and correct us. But He really loves us and He wants to help us. So it's our conversation that we have with God every day. It's something that we do, and only we can do it. You can't, you know, portion it out to someone else your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your prayer chain. You have to do that personal time with the Lord. And when you do that, the depth with which you do it is the depth with which you'll, see, you'll receive the promises of God and see things work out for your good. Amen? Amen. Little prayer, what? Little power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. You guys don't know that one? Do you know that one? Let's say it together. Say, say, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. I don't know why my prayers aren't being answered. Are you praying? No, I'm not praying. But why doesn't God just come through? Uh, We learned this early on. We were at our church we were new at the church, and the pastor asked us, would you guys uh, mind sponsoring uh, one of the f- uh, missionaries from the Philippines that's coming over? Would you Could he stay at your house for, you know, three or four or five days? And we said, sure, pastor, whatever you say. Huh. That, I just want to let you hear those words. Sure, pastor, whatever you say. <laughs> I believe I planted seeds that carry over here, because most of people that I ask, you know, would you do something? They say, sure, pastor, whatever you say. So it's coming back to me, seed time and harvest. So uh, he's coming from the Philippines. So we and my wife, we got together. We're going to make the room nice for him. We're going to clean it all up. We're going to go to the store and get Filipino food. What is that? I don't know. We got papayas. We got mangoes. You know, we got watermelon, we got rice, we got chicken, we got all. I mean, we were stocked. This is the best that we've ever had, our refrigerator, just to the gills. And so we pick him up and we show him everything, his room and everything. And um, he said, uh, Pastor Camacho, uh, we've got a wonderful refrigerator full of food. He said, that won't be necessary. Can you just give me some water? I'm gonna be fasting and praying for three days. He said, little prayer, little power, much prayer, much power, no prayer, no power. So you might want to know, what did we do with all that food? Yeah. (laughs) I took care of it, all right. But I saw the Lord work in his life while he was at the church. They took an offering for him. It was greater than we've ever had anybody before. He wasn't even supposed to speak. The pastor said, I got to, I got to. Witness that he's supposed to speak at the church, and so we came on Sunday night, and he was blessed. And so that was our introduction into believing God, because the Bible says that if you spend time with him, he'll tell you secrets. Did you know that? Jeremiah 33 says, ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Do you want to know what's going to happen to your life and what, what you need to do? God said, I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a secret that nobody else knows. Talk about inside trading. This is it right here. The Bible says if you go into a secret place, he, the Lord who is in secret, will reward thee openly. Is that not right? So uh, Pastor Gary was saying last week that we work too hard sometimes in this life. You know, he had a mission that he had to go through in uh, uh, San Antonio, and his wife was giving him instructions. You got to do this, you got to do that. You gotta, he says, I got to pray. And so he prayed, and by the time he got there, everything was handled because the Lord went ahead of him and took care of things. Isn't that nice to know? Yes. Praise the Lord. I, I, I like that. It, you know, because this life is like running hurdles. Do you know that? You, you, you go over one hurdle, you go over one obstacle, you go, whoo, shoot, and then all of a sudden, here's another one. I just, I just passed one. I got another one to do. And I used to run hurdles in high school. And you just do. You do one hurdle. You take seven steps. You got another hurdle. You just keep on going with life. Praise the Lord. God is not uh, slack concerning his promises. He'll be there with you. He'll help you. So we keep him in his presence. In, in, we keep in his presence. And he'll show us things to come. So just a little checklist for yourselves. And, and see how you're doing in this. How much time do you find yourself in devotions to God? How much time is it? Five minutes, ten minutes? The average Christian uh, prays five minutes a day. That's pretty skimpy, isn't it? Some of us eat dinner longer than that, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Do you find yourself overwhelmed and frustrated and fearful about things? It can be traced back to your devotion time. Do you have the peace of the Lord? Do you know that God's going to work everything out for your good? How strong are you spiritually? Do you easily complain and get upset and want to quit? Boy, quiet in this Presbyterian church. No, Keep, going. Keep going? I got some more. Are you easily tempted by sin and compromise? I just, I, <laughs> I just couldn't resist, Pastor. I don't know. It's a Thirteenth time I've done this. No. Do you pray until you get the victory, or do you just pray? We used to say, do you pray through, or do you just get through praying? You want to pray till you get to the answer, right? Do you pray before there's a problem, or you wait till there is a problem? Do you pray no matter what's going on, or do you only pray when it's necessary, when your life depends on it? Oh Lord, <laughs> help me, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. He said. Who's that calling me? (laughs) Our devotions is a place where we honor God. It's a place where we reflect on Him. And it's our devotions is a place where we renew ourselves. We we have a new lease on life. We have a new freshness, a new communion. Amen? It's not like you ask some people, how you doing? Same old, same old. What? Same old, same old. The Lord's mercies are new every morning, <laughs> Amen. He's ready and 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 active and able to do great and mighty things in your behalf. Are you calling on Him? You talk to Him. Is He speaking to you? We we serve a God that speaks. Did you know that? Yes. The Bible talks about dumb idols, idols that don't talk. You know, you put them up on a shelf, and you just bow down before them. No, our God will talk to us. He'll tell us things. Praise the Lord. So, um. We're going to go through a little scripture here, scripture reading, about Mary and Martha. You ever heard of Mary and Martha? Martha, Martha, Martha. Well, let's look at it. Luke 10, verse 38 through 39. Now, I'm going to break this up a little bit. Now it happened. Now, you ever have things that happen to you? (laughs) You're going along, everything's fine. All of a sudden, what is that little bump on my arm? What is that little thing that? On my knee, I can't walk. Or how come my refrigerator doesn't work? Or how come, you know, all of a sudden I got an income tax bill? How, it it, it just happened. I'm just going along and it you have to be prepared for these things. Now it happened as they went that he, Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Whose house is it? Her house. She's the boss. She's in charge. She's got a sister named Mary, and she's got a brother named Lazarus, but that's her house. (laughs) You ever know people like that? It's my house. You're coming into my house, okay? You don't do that in my house. (laughs) And she had a sister called Mary. How many of you have sisters? Uh, Now, let me ask you, is there any kind of sibling rivalry that goes through in, in, in that, I, I see some nodding of heads, you know. I'm better than you. No, I got a better education. I'm making more money. I married a ha- more handsome person, you know. Sally can say that. <laughs> I married a handsome guy, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so, there now, in my household, I have, a sis- I have a sister. And my wife can hardly believe this, but I, I never argued with my sister. Never had an argument all of our days. Until uh, when my father passed away. But before that, while we were growing up, we never argued. You might say, why is that, Pastor Chuck? Why is that, Pastor Chuck? Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Brother Johnny. She did everything I said. She, she never argued with me. Everything I wanted her to do, she did. So there's no arguments. You know, If I was hungry and she was eating and I was more hungry, I said, Gloria, are you going to finish that? said, I was planning on it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. (laughs) Okay, here you go. Praise the Lord. But we didn't have any sibling rivalry. Now, my wife had three brothers and it was a battle every day. Praise the Lord. So, there's a rivalry here between Mary and Martha. Now, she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and both heard his word okay this is very important they both were listening to the word and let's see what happens here luke i've got some readers here so the first one is uh, andrew luke 1040
1: but Okay, there we go. In Luke 10, 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him, Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me.
0: Wow. That's good acting, isn't it? (laughs) So we notice here, Martha was distracted. You ever go to pray and you get distracted? Ah, uh, you know, I wonder if I should, uh, did, I, did I take out the trash? Did I turn on the water? Did, ah, did I pay that bill? You get distracted. The best thing to do is just write it down and you get to it later, right? You got to stay focused. You can't stay, you can't get distracted. What did you get distracted with? Much serving, She was listening to the word of God. She was excited and all. She said, did I turn the roast on at 350 or 400? I can't remember what it was. Did I set the table for eight or was it for 10? Mary, come come help me. And so he says to, uh, she says to the Lord, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So in other words, she went, Mary helped her, and then she was listening to oh, man, that's good, Martha, I'll be, oh, man, Jesus, that's great stuff, and Martha's having a fit, and Jesus said, you're distracted by, well, let's see this, let's see this next slide. Uh, let me and, go to my reader, And who Jesus, is, uh, Lily, yeah, go ahead.
1: And Jesus answered, oh, and yeah. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her.
0: So he says, Martha, 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 Martha. You are troubled by how many things? I don't know. I just got to get this. There's so many people in the house. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're worried and you're troubled. I mean, if Jesus tells you that, you know, you're in trouble, aren't you? (laughs) You, you, you're distracted, you're frazzled, you're kind of frayed out. What's wrong with you? You're troubled and worried about many things. But one thing is the most necessary. What is that? Listen to the Word of God. Pray, do your devotions. There's a quote by Martin Luther who says, I have such a busy day today, I must spend three hours in prayer before I go out because I need the Lord to handle my things. Amen? Now, let's go back to that first the, the slide there. He says, <laughs> Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me? Therefore, tell her to help me. Do you know how many times people call me up and say, Pastor, my brother or my wife or my son's not doing whatever they're supposed to do. Could you talk to them? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, who do you think I am? Anyway, I'm going to wave a magic wand. Shoo! They're healed. They're whole. They're obedient. I can't do it. <laughs> you tell her to help me, but here's what she's Here's what the answer is from the from the Lord. The next one, by Sally. Then Martha, as uh, soon as no, she. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. What happened? Okay. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, hold it. Yours is, is next. I'm going to okay. talk about that in a minute. So, we have Mary and Martha having a little sibling trouble, right? Martha is distracted by many things. Mary is really ready to listen to the Word of God. And you know, one thing about New Heart, Four Square Church, is that we have what we call a time warp. We have people from time capsules. So, we actually have Mary and Martha here today. Do you want to see them?
1: Come on. Here they are.
0: All right, thank you, ladies. (laughs) That's Mary and Martha for you. (laughs) Now, what's going to be fun? What's funny is the roles are going to switch. They're going to change after a while. Watch, let's watch this here in Luke, and that's I mean John. Now we have Sally. I'm going to do that part.
1: and Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you.
0: Okay, so what happened was Lazarus, who was Mary and Martha's brother, was sick. And so they sent word to the Lord. Let's look at the scripture before that. The sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Right? So these ladies, they put together a little letter. And I wonder how they wrote the letter. The letter might have been like this. Hello, Jesus. Hope you're doing well. By the way, Lazarus is not feeling well. In fact, he's dying. Remember how we used to hang out together and I would cook you all those good meals? No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Let me try it this way. Hello, Jesus. I hope your ministry is going well. I, I, we always enjoyed your preaching and we contributed in the offering every time that we had a meeting. No, that's not going to work. Hello, Jesus. Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. Isn't that short and sweet and to the point? Didn't even ask him to come. Just said, The Lord, whom you, the, Lord, the, the person whom you love, he whom you love is sick. Now, okay, the, the scripture that Sally read, let's go to that. Then Martha, remember who Martha was? She was the one that was always busy, distracted, not paying attention, not doing her devotions. She learned something from Mary. She said, I've got to spend time with the Lord so that I can know his power and his presence and his word. So, so Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary is sitting in the house. This is reverse. Martha got a hold, just like my wife, got a hold of, I need to get the promises of God. So she ran to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. She had a determination to know that God, because of her devotions, she knew that God would be able to uh, deliver her and help her brother. Amen? Amen. Is that you? Is that your life? When something goes wrong, are you able to run to Jesus because you've had your devotions and you're able to say, God, the one whom you love, me, I need your help. I need your presence in my life. Now, the reason why some people don't spend time with God, and we're getting ready to close here, is they don't know what to say. Did you know that? Because all they think about is, Lord, bless me, take care of this, take care of that, straighten this out, give to me, help me, see you later. And that takes about five minutes, right? (laughs) But there has to be more than that. There has to be more of a devotion from your heart. And we find that in... The Lord's Prayer in uh, Matthew chapter 6, and this is a very simple prayer. It says, Our Lord, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, now this is the most important part of the message. Are you ready for this? Okay, so all along in the Old Testament, we thought of God as the almighty, all-powerful, thunder, lightning, striking you dead type God. But all of a sudden, Jesus comes and says, you know what? We're going to call him something different. We're going to call him Father. Never heard of before. Our Father who art in heaven. Now, one of the problems is some of us don't have a good perspective on a father. You may not have had a father. You might have had a mean father. You might have had a father that ignored you, maybe abused you, maybe spoke evil of you, spoke bad words over you. And so when you say, our Father who art in heaven, they have no concept of a good Father. The Bible says He is a good, good Father, right? It says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts? Good, good gifts? <laughs> now, as good as I am, I, and as much as I love my son, I can't give him everything that God would because he has more Love than I do. He is love. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says that we're supposed to come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So the way that you view God as a father is the way that you can perceive or you can receive. What you perceive of Him is what you can receive of Him. If you think He's a judgmental God, that He's upset at your miscues, your misgivings, your 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 bad happenings, your bad experiences. How can you receive how can you even spend time with him? But if you have a if you know him as a loving, kind, good God that welcomes you in and holds you and says you're forgiven and I love you. That's how you know that you can go to a living and loving father. You can have time, you can spend time with him. Praise the Lord. So the the Bible says that we're his beloved. And what does that mean? Beloved means be loved. Be loved by God. Let him be loving to you. So uh, you have to know that in your heart. You might have had a father that lied to you, abandoned you, rejected you, did all those kinds of crazy things. But the love of God passes all knowledge. You know, we had a, a, a time in our first church, where the husbands and the wives, the pastors and the wives would pray for the the people in the congregation. And so one day, we are there at the altar, and Marianne and I are there, and the wives, you know, they they pray, but, you know, the men have the power. (laughs) But on this day, (laughs) the Lord came on my wife. (laughs) The Bible says the, the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So she started praying for people, and they were just falling out. They were just falling to the ground. She didn't even get her prayer done. The and she said, Father, she just barely touched them, and bow, down they went. I'm going like, whoa, I, I guess my, I just, my job was just to guide her around. Okay, here, touch it. Touch it. <laughs> so we get to my friend, my good friend, Ruben Rios, who's with the Lord right now. And Reuben and I and our families loved each other, but we kept getting into arguments about the Bible. You ever have those kinds of discussions? Yay, even Christians. And, and he was having trouble getting his healing, and so we were talking about it, and he kept being so emphatic that sometimes the Lord just wants you to, to bear up under these things. And I said, no, the Lord has given us you know, His promise that he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. And we would argue and argue. And what he would do is he would have us over to eat at their house and a beautiful meal. Oh, we had such great fellowship. We loved the Lord. And then always at the end, he would finish with this little dialogue that he wanted to, you know, make excuses for why he didn't get healed. And I just wouldn't buy it. So we argued back and forth. I mean, we didn't throw things or anything, but it was very uncomfortable. And so we left and we said, man, that was, that was rough. Well, they invited us again. And we went again in the same thing. So finally, I said, you know what, Marianne? As good as that meal was, forget about it. We cannot go through this. She said, I agree with you 100%. So we made up our mind, OK, we're not going to go eat with them again. So during the week, I was praying. And you know what the Lord said to me? <laughs> He said, I want you to befriend Reuben. I said, I don't even talk that way, so I knew it wasn't the Lord. Befriend? What, I had to look it up. What does befriend mean? <laughs> be a friend to him. Okay, if you say so, Lord. So we were friends with him, and um, later on he passed away because of the epileptic attacks that he was having that he didn't get delivered from. But um, So when I, at the funeral, I tried to be nice when I was addressing him, because I was his best friend. I, was, I, I befriended him. You know, I was like a brother to him. So I said, uh, Reuben is such a wonderful man of God, with such knowledge. But boy, he could really <laughs> get my goat. I mean, he, he could argue with the best of them. He'd make me so mad sometimes. I don't, know. I don't know how that came out of me. I never would say that about anybody. And everybody was going, amen, brother. <laughs> He did the same thing to me, I tell you. He wore me out with that stuff. (laughs) So I said, oh, he didn't do it just to me. He did it to everybody. But God wanted me to befriend him, be a friend to him. Are there people in your life that God wants you to be a friend to, despite the way they are, despite the way they they mess you up, that they don't say the right things that you say, they don't agree with you 100%? Be a friend to them. So anyway, back to our story. Marianne's laying hands on all these people, and here comes Reuben. I go, oh, no. Mr. I don't want to receive anything. And I go, this is not going to work. <laughs> and so Marianne went to him and just started to put her hand on him, and bam, he went down. I went, whoa, whoa, look at that. Who can deny that? So I asked my wife, I go, Marianne, what what happened? What were you feeling? She said, I just felt a great love of God for all these people. I said, and Reuben too? She goes, yeah, and Reuben too. (laughs) So God loves us more than we can, and he loves people around us more than we do. So we need to get in line and allow God to be our father and let us be a brother and sister to, to those that are around us. Because God says that we can call him what? Daddy God. Abba, Father. How close can you? Have, have you ever called your dad, Daddy? Yeah? I never have. <laughs> dad. I don't. Daddy? That, Daddy is like, like a little kid, isn't it? Daddy God. But to God, we are a little kid. Yeah. So we don't have to come as beggars to God. Praise the Lord. We don't have to come as those that are uh, not worthy. We can come to him as dear children, his chosen generation, his royal priesthood. We are joint heirs with Christ. We're a holy nation. We're ambassadors with Christ. We don't have to stand outside the throne room. What does he say? Come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It hurts the father when we stand outside and don't come in. He said, I've got all these blessings for you. Come in and enjoy me and my presence. Praise God. So bow your heads right now, and let's just receive the gift of fatherhood that God is inviting us to partake in. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your love for us that goes beyond what we can think, what we can know, what we can understand. I thank you for your goodness, your love, and your blessing that's with us always, even till the end of time. So teach us, Lord, how to come before you as dear children, as those that you have called to be yours. And Father, we open our hearts up right now to receive your goodness. I've sensed the presence of the Lord inviting you in into a place that maybe you haven't been before. Maybe, maybe you, you've been guarded and you've been sheltered and shielded because you didn't want the Lord to know you and you didn't want to expose yourself to him. But he's a God that's not going to leave you. He's not going to let you be ashamed. Father, I just thank you for your presence right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're just bringing the people in to your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your love. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.